Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome into the first episode of Locked on Nittany Lions for the year 2021. Yes, those calendars have been flipped. And the first few days of the year have been pretty busy on the Penn State news front. We'll get into all that stuff in today's episode of Locked on Nittany Lions. I am Kevin McGuire. Let's go ahead and get started. You are Locked on Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome in. First episode of Locked on Nittany Lions for the new year of 2021. Today is January 4th, 2021, and today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your next order. As I said, I'm Kevin McGuire. Happy to be with you here in the new year. And first and foremost, before we go any further, I want to wish you guys a happy new year. Hopefully you are arriving in the new year in good health and good spirits, and you have some good reasons to be optimistic about what 2021 is going to bring to you. I know 2020 was very rough. It was rough for me. I'm sure it was rough for you in a variety of different ways. But here we are. We're in a new year. It's not necessarily everything is better just yet, but hopefully we have a much better year to look forward to, and especially to discussing some Penn State football in the coming year. I'm very excited about the opportunities that we have in front of us, and we have some really good topics of conversation to get our new year started, including a rumor mill that was avoided with a head coaching change of high note and significance in the world of college football. We have some recruiting updates. We have some transfer updates, and we'll take a quick look at everything that has gone on this bowl season with the Big Ten, with one of the Big Ten teams getting ready for a national championship run. Of course, we will discuss Ohio State and everything else that happened within the Big Ten while Penn State was sitting at home and getting some much-deserved time to relax and reconnect with their families. But before we get into all that, I want to make sure you guys are subscribed on your favorite podcasting app, whatever you use to listen to podcasts in the new year. And if you're looking to, to sub- subscribe to some new podcasts, make sure Locked on Nittany Lions is a part of that. So go to your favorite podcasting app, whatever you may be using to listen to today's podcast in, make sure you hit that the subscribe button. And then if you want to help us out a little bit more as we begin the new year, help us support us by getting our ratings and reviews in line as we continue to try and grow the show moving forward. Lots of ways to stay connected with the podcast as well on social media by using the username Locked on Nittany on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and of course on Twitch. And I mentioned Twitch because I'm actually recording today's episode on a Sunday afternoon on my own Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Kevin M live. And we will be doing that continuing moving forward. We'll also of course be doing it on the Locked on Nittany Lines Twitch channel as well. So make sure you follow that along uh, for some Twitch notifications as when we go live on our Twitch channel with some podcasts moving forward. We want to make it a little bit more interactive. So the more of you guys that do subscribe and follow us on our Twitch channel and add to the conversation as we're recording the podcast, we can have some more fun conversations with you guys. And of course, lots of stuff to look forward to in the off season. With all that out of the way, let's go ahead and get today's episode underway. Now, if you've been following Penn State football for quite some time, and I'm sure you probably have, you're no stranger to the rumor mills that really seem to involve James Franklin every time the coaching conversation and situation at schools like USC and Texas pop up. Well, on Saturday, as I got home from walking the dog, I got a notification on my phone letting me know that Texas has officially moved on from their head coach, Tom Herman. So I automatically, I'm thinking, here we go. The James Franklin rumor mill is about to hit full steam. And I went to go clean up a couple things around the house. And by the time I had settled back down, ready to look at all the different uh, stories that were out there about coaching candidates for the University of Texas, 
fully expecting that James Franklin was going to be one of those big names on those uh, those lists, get the notification that Steve Sarkeesian, Alabama offensive coordinator, is reportedly going to be the next head coach at Texas. So Texas made a move, and they were ready for it. And fortunately, I suppose, for Penn State, James Franklin doesn't have to be involved in any of that nonsense. And that, to me, is a huge relief. Now, I'm not going to lie. I would have been fine with a week's worth of content discussing whether or not James Franklin was going to leave Penn State for Texas, why he should, why he shouldn't. I was going to have some fun exploring that conversation and maybe even connecting with our Texas partners over on Locked On Longhorns about the discussion because I do feel like if Texas was going to hire James Franklin, he would have killed it with the Texas Longhorns. Fortunately, we don't have to get into all of that mess. And now we just kind of wait to see what's going to happen with USC down the line. But you know, t- Texas made a coaching change. They knew exactly who they wanted and they acted very quickly in getting that transition made. So first of all, kudos to Texas uh, on being so quick and swift about this coaching decision, making a very decisive decision. Whether or not it pans out, I don't know. You know that's for the folks that locked on Longhorns are going to have to figure out moving forward. But I do think that uh, they obviously felt a time was needed to move on from Tom Herman. They felt like they got as far as they could go. And now they're going to take a chance on Steve Sarkeesian, who has an interesting history as a head coach. Obviously, he has taken some time to redeem himself uh, professionally as the Alabama offensive coordinator. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what Steve Sarkeesian does now that he's going to have a chance to not just become a head coach once again, but head coach of a very high pressure situation with Texas. Now, I don't know how much of that success is going to carry over from what he's been able to do at Alabama, where he's been loaded with uh, oodles of offensive talent to work with. But I do think that he's going to be in a pretty good spot. And maybe this is the one that works out for Texas. I don't know. But what I do know is James Franklin is going to continue to be the head coach with the Penn State Nittany Lions. And I know that that's probably going to make some people unhappy. But you know what? James Franklin, as I've said many times on this podcast before, is doing a fantastic job in building his program. Now, coming up in our next segment, we're going to take a look at some of the latest updates of how James Franklin is building this roster for 2021 and beyond, because we knew before that James Franklin was going to be much more active in the transfer portal this offseason as he continues to try and plug some holes in the roster. And of course, the recruiting for the class of 2022 is off to a really good start. So we'll talk a little bit about what James Franklin is doing and why he's going to be sticking around with a pretty good roster to look forward to in the coming years coming up in our next segment right here on Locked On Nittany Lines. We obviously know that the national championship game is now officially set between Alabama and Ohio State and Bet Online has already released the early lines for what to look forward to. Alabama coming in at a minus seven favorite over the Buckeyes after a very thorough defeating of the Clemson Tigers in the semifinal round. If you want to make sure you are involved and getting in on the action, make sure you go to betonline.ag right now. And when you sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag, make sure you use the promo code Locked On because they will give you a 50% welcome bonus. So on top of whatever deposit you are making initially. So you make that initial deposit, they're going to give you 50% extra as a welcome bonus, and then you can get started making some money. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action right now. Don't forget to use the promo code Locked On. You receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. 
Betting on college football doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Starling. Get daily picks and quick hitting advice to make the smartest possible wagers and subscribe to the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcast. So again, don't forget to sign up for your free account, enter that promo code Locked on, and then make sure you're listening to Locked on Bets. They're going to help you make some money in the new year. And of course, I'm throwing out my own picks as well. So if you want to check them out as well, make sure you see what I have to say about some of the upcoming games. Uh, we've got the NFL postseason about to get kickstarted. And of course, the national championship game coming up very soon. I'm looking at that line already and I'm trying to figure out exactly which way I'm going to go on it. It's kind of hard to go against Alabama if you have been paying attention this season. Although Alabama burned me the last couple of games that they played. So just saying early indication, I might be taking Ohio State in the points. Taking Alabama to win, though. I'm going to put that out there right now. I think Alabama wins the national championship. But uh, as far as where Penn State is concerned, we know that Penn State is not quite ready to compete for a national championship. I don't think there's any stretch in the imagination there. Uh, but we do know that Penn State is putting together a pretty good roster. And you know this is not necessarily a team that is ready to be the Big Ten favorite. I think Ohio State has got that place locked down for quite some time. But we take a look at what Penn State did in its most recent recruiting class, and we've addressed the point that it was always going to be a smaller recruiting class, so therefore it wasn't necessarily going to rank as highly as I think a lot of people that are following Penn State would like to see. Now, a lot of people that aren't really taking a look in depth as to how the recruiting class is coming together, how the roster is being built, what, a, what options there are available. But we knew that Penn State was going to be going for more quality over quantity in the most recent recruiting class and i feel like they did that pretty well but it's important to note that there were still some holes to fill and james franklin was very honest in admitting that and that's why he said following the early signing period that penn state was going to be pretty active in at least searching the transfer portal for options well the transfer portal has been very busy for penn state as we get started with the new year first and foremost a couple of roster updates that we have now to run through I will note first that uh, senior cornerback Tariq Castro-Fields, he has announced that he's going to return for Penn State in 2021. He's going to take advantage of the NCAA, allowing every player that played this past season to have that extra year of eligibility. So uh, he will be back for one final year. Obviously, he got banged up this past season, didn't get a chance to play the way that he was hoping to this season. And that's a big that's a big plus for Penn State because Tariq Castro-Fields, when healthy, it's going to be one of your best cornerbacks that you have to rely on. And that is certainly going to help ease some of the concerns that Penn State may have in the defensive backfield for the upcoming year. Uh, we're still waiting to find out what Redshirt Jr. Donovan Johnson is going to be doing. Obviously, he did not play last season due to an offseason injury. Uh, so we don't know what his status is going to be just yet. But obviously, having Tariq Castro Fields come back, it's going to be huge for Penn State in the secondary. Secondary that's going to be boosted by the addition of South Carolina cornerback John Dixon. He was previously recruited by Penn State out of the state of Florida, but he has made the decision to transfer to Penn State. So you get another guy with experience at the SEC level coming in to play some defensive back. That's nice for your depth at the defensive back position, I think, moving forward. So already some of the concerns that Penn State may have had with the cornerback position are starting to be eased a little bit. That doesn't mean that you want to give up on the recruiting process either, but you know, certainly position of need at cornerback is starting to be uh, addressed here for Penn State. So that is huge 
moving forward. But Penn State has been very active on the defensive line in that transfer portal as well, uh, which is important because the defensive line is going to have a new look to it next season with the players that have decided to leave for the NFL, like Shaka Tony, and of course, uh, other transfers. Uh, Jason Owe, of course, also going off to the NFL. So Penn State had some need to fill some uh, holes on the defensive line, a position that has typically been pretty solid for Penn State over the years, but they're going to be adding Temple grad transfer defensive end Arnold Ebikidi. I'm sure I butchered that last name, but he's got two years of eligibility coming over from Temple to Penn State. This is an all AAC caliber player uh, in 2020. So Temple didn't have a great season, but he certainly did. And the people that are following the AAC certainly paid attention to that, uh, naming him, I think, second team. All AAC is what I saw. So he's coming into Penn State. He's going to have a chance to compete right away for some starting uh, playing time. And that is great news because now Penn State's defensive line looks like it's going to have some experience that it still can rely on in a year where they're losing a lot of starting experience. So that's a really good development. And then, of course, you throw in Duke defensive tackle Derek Tangelo, also on his way from Duke to Happy Valley. Penn State's been very active in that transfer portal, not necessarily done yet either. So we'll keep an eye on that moving forward. And of course, if any player decides to transfer out of Penn State, certainly a possibility to keep an eye out for as well. So since our last podcast, we did note, uh, I just noted that Chaka Tony and Jason Owe are off to the NFL. I forget if we touched on either of those guys in recent podcasts at the end of 2020, but also offensive lineman Will Fry is also moving on to the NFL. So um, you know, expected decisions, I think, for all three involved. I don't think there was a chance that any of those three were going to be coming back. But just uh, continuing to change the rosters moving forward, I don't think there's really any surprise there. So nothing to be too alarmed about, I think, coming forward. Now, as far as the recruiting is concerned, class of 2022 is looking pretty darn good. And now, a long way to go. Let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. We've seen this before, where Penn State put together a really solid foundation in a recruiting class very early on in the process. They're currently ranked number two, according to the composite rankings for the class of 2022 on 247sports.com. Penn State has started very highly before, but Alabama hasn't gotten that far into the process yet. And you know that they're going to have one of the top halls. You know, Georgia is always going to be a strong contender. Very curious to see what happens now with Texas. LSU is always a pretty strong recruiter as well. But early on, Penn State has eight commitments on the board for the class of 2022. Each of them is a four-star player. So you have a really good foundation for your class of 2022 moving forward. The only recruiting class that's better right now, according to the composite rankings, is, no surprise, the Ohio State Buckeyes, who just had a fantastic weekend, not only winning their game against Clemson, but also bringing in some top commitments over the weekend that they were targeting. So Ohio State's still going to be the team that everybody in the Big Ten is chasing. But right now, Penn State's off to a very good start with that class of 2022. Uh, that class now includes Mackay Flowers, Harrisburg product from Steelton High Spire in Harrisburg. Same school that produced Jordan Hill, former Penn Stater, who was actually involved in the recruitment video or the commitment video uh, announcing Flowers' decision. This is a nice get for Penn State. You got a four-star athlete who can play either wide receiver or safety. I'm not sure which way that's going to go. Got some time to figure that out, of course. But that's a nice little pickup for Penn State, who um, you know continues to be doing pretty well in the state of Pennsylvania for the upcoming recruiting class. I know over the weekend, uh, a Philadelphia product decided to commit to Texas A&M. And obviously, when you have a five-star caliber defensive lineman leaving Philadelphia for a team in the SEC, that's not always a great look, but Pennsylvania is continuing to uh, put together some good products. And 
while Penn State didn't necessarily land a whole bunch of them in the most recruiting, most recent recruiting class, they're certainly off to a pretty good start in 2022. So maybe that's going to ease some of your concerns. I don't know. The recruiting class for 2022 is going to be much better, I think, than the class of 2021. And that's not to disrespect the class of 2021. It's just the fact that Penn State may have more flexibility, may have more options on board that they can take advantage of in 2022. So obviously we'll continue to keep an eye on that as we look forward to seeing what Penn State has to offer in 2021. I think there's a very good chance that things will at least be a little bit more normal in 2021 when the football season does roll around. Hopefully that's the case. I'm knocking on wood as I do that. Uh, but I do think that there's a very good chance that we will see Penn State in a bowl game next bowl season. Obviously they're sitting out this season. Only a handful of Big Ten teams played in bowl games this year. Let's talk about that in our final segment of today's episode. Of course, we are in a brand new year, and that means New Year's resolutions. And one of the most common New Year's resolution is you're going to monitor your weight, maybe lose a few pounds this new year. And hey, if you're looking for something that's going to help you along that journey, check out Built Bars. Built Bars are the protein bars that taste just like chocolate bars. They come in an absolutely amazing array of flavors. They've got those 12 original flavors. We've talked about them all before, including mint brownie. My favorite is the orange. There's also peanut butter brownie, but they also have some of their newer flavors like caramel brownie, cookies and cream. I know what you're thinking. I'm saying some delicious sounding flavors. How can they possibly be helping me lose or maintain weight? Well, I'm just telling you that they do. I've been having Built Bars for a while now, and they've actually helped me lose some weight, and I could not be happier because it's something that helps fill you up. If you've been looking for protein bars that actually taste good and get the job done, you don't need to look any further than Built Bar. They are actually something you will enjoy eating. It's like getting one of those candy bars off the wrapper at the convenience store as a last second impulse buy, but you're not going to feel guilty about it later, as I know I have before. Best way to go and check out everything that Built Bar has to offer is to go to their website, BuiltBar.com. Don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get 20% off your next order. And while supplies last, they will send you a free cooler with your purchase. Take it from me. Get those Built Bars. Use that promo code. Save yourself 20%. And then put some of those Built Bars in your refrigerator. Throw them in that cooler when you go off to lunch the next day or go off to work the next day. When you have it, you're going to have a nice, cool, refreshing treat. It's going to help you feel good, and it's going to help fill you up, get you through the rest of your day until you get to that next meal or maybe something before or after a workout. Again, if you're looking to lose or maintain weight, Built Bar is the convenient way to do so. It's going to taste good. It's going to feel good later as well. So go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. You've got 20% off your next order. Once again, use the promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Make sure to tune in to Locked On Nittany Lions throughout the week because we are going to begin taking a look back at the year that was for Penn State football 2020 season through many curveballs towards the Nittany Lions. We'll take a look at the start of that season and how things did not go so well and what could have been done differently as we look back at the year that was for Penn State and just wonder what if, what if things went differently? What if, what if Indiana doesn't win that season opener? What if Penn State doesn't give up an early touchdown to Ohio State? Well, you know, I'm going to spoil it for you right now. Penn State probably still loses to Ohio State because, honestly, Ohio State, in my mind, has always been one of the best teams in the country this season. And they certainly proved that uh, Friday night as they were taking on the Clemson Tigers, champions of the ACC, in their college football playoff semifinal rematch from a year ago. And we haven't had a whole lot of great semifinal games in the era of the college football playoff. Well, last year's game between Ohio State and Clemson was certainly the exception to that rule, where Ohio State really had a lot of time to think about 
the the controversy that was in that game with a, a turnover that wasn't and of course how closely fought that game was with the, the team that had won the national championship the year before uh obviously clemson went on and got destroyed by lsu as lsu was having just a historic season but i do feel as though there was a lot of uh there was a lot of thinking back on what could have been for ohio state and certainly the tension got ramped up with Dabo Sweeney coming out and defending his decision to rank Ohio State 11th just because they haven't played enough games as far as he was concerned. Ohio State certainly made him eat his words. And, you know, Dabo didn't really eat him but, <laughs> because he refused to. But Ohio State, I've been saying it all along, Ohio State was the best team in the conference. Ohio State was the best chance the Big Ten had to have a team win a national championship. I don't know if they're going to beat Alabama, but I certainly feel as though they've earned the right to be in the playoff, and they took advantage of that against Clemson with a blowout win against Clemson. Uh, is Ohio State here to end the dynasty for Clemson and Alabama in the same season? Let's not get too far ahead of ourselves, but Justin Fields just put in an unbelievable show. Obviously, a former Penn State commitment who ended up going to Georgia, ended up transferring to Ohio State. And, of course, has won a couple games against Penn State. But uh, regardless, uh, Justin Fields was just absolutely incredible. Even after taking a shot to the ribs, which hurt me on my couch. Uh, say what you will about uh, Ohio State and the season that they had. But Justin Fields was just unbelievable in that performance against Clemson. Uh, Ohio State's going to need that against Alabama because they're probably going to have to score some points. Because that Alabama team is really darn good. Uh, Devontae Smith, who I think is the guy that should win the Heisman Trophy. Obviously, we're getting very close to the announcement of who's going to win the Heisman Trophy. It's going to be weird this year. But elsewhere around the Big Ten, we saw only a handful of teams playing in uh, bowl games this year. Wisconsin uh, ended up pulling away for their victory in whatever bowl game they were playing. Uh, Northwestern took care of business against Auburn on New Year's Day in whatever bowl game, the Citrus Bowl. And then Indiana I was disappointed in Indiana. I thought Indiana obviously had some opt-outs. There's no question about that. But I did feel as though Indiana, uh, if they had Michael Penix playing quarterback, they probably beat Ole Miss. I was very disappointed in Indiana's performance against the, the Rebels because I've seen Ole Miss this year. Ole Miss plays absolutely no defense. So, of course, Ole Miss decides to play defense against an Indiana team that I really did feel had a very good year this year. Uh, it's disappointing to see teams that have such great years and on such sour notes like Indiana, like Cincinnati, who lost on a, basically a last-second field goal against Georgia in, in the uh, Peach Bowl. Oh, Coastal Carolina, I've been talking highly about them all season long and having them lose the way they did against Liberty in their bowl matchup. Uh, it's very disappointing when teams that have memorable, you know, school-specifically uh, memorable seasons end the way that they do. And that was certainly the case once again for Indiana. So I think Tom Allen is probably coach of the year in the Big Ten, if I'm being honest. I know Pat Fitzgerald is getting into coaching honors, and you know I wouldn't be opposed to that, that argument, but I just feel like what Tom Allen did with Indiana this year deserves a little bit more credit. I think Indiana still got robbed by the College Football Playoff Selection Committee as far as not playing in a New Year's Six Bowl game. I know a lot of Indiana fans seem to be upset with the Big Ten <laughs> over how that all went down. Uh, obviously, I think Indiana fans feel like they should have been the team that was sent to the higher prestige bowl, like the Citrus Bowl, instead of Northwestern. But again, Northwestern had a really good year, too. They played for the Big Ten Championship as the Big Ten West Division Champion. So I, I understand the logic in placing Northwestern in the higher tier bowl game, even though I think Indiana was a better team this year than Northwestern. But I, again, you know, Indiana had a, a fantastic year and it obviously started at the expense of Penn State in controversial fashion. Just throwing that out there one more time and we'll be doing that again tomorrow as we begin our look back 
at the year that was around the Big Ten. But obviously, Penn State, a number of teams in around the Big Ten, opting not to play in bowl seasons or in the bowl season. I don't know where Penn State would have been as uh, far as the bowl matchups are concerned, but I feel like the way that they were playing, I feel like they would have been a pretty good pick to end the year at 500. Obviously, I respect the decision not to play in a bowl game. I totally understand the logic and the desire of the players. And we talked about that before. So you're getting no complaints from me about Penn State not playing in a bowl game. Hopefully, though, next year, things are going to be a little bit different. Hopefully, Penn State will be in a position where they are ready to play in a bowl game, want to go play in a bowl game first and foremost, and then, of course, get to play in a bowl game. Lots of steps to cross before we get to that journey. But that's going to do it for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you're watching this live on Twitch or if you're just subscribing on your favorite podcasting app, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. We are available on all the major podcasting platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, whatever you're using to listen to podcasts in 2021. Make sure you're subscribed and then leave a rating and a review. Let us know what you think about the episode today as well as the podcast in general. Your support really does go a long way to helping us continue to grow our show on those various podcasting apps. Of course, you can also check us out on all of our social media feeds, including Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitch using the username LockedOnNitNit. I'm Kevin McGuire. You can give me a follow on Twitter at KevinOnCFB. Check out my college football content on AthlonSports.com as well as on my Patreon at Patreon.com slash Kevin McGuire. And that's going to do it for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in once again. Hopefully you are starting this new year on the right foot and hopefully we are going to be a part of that moving forward. Thanks a lot for watching. Thanks a lot for listening. And I'll talk to you guys all again tomorrow.